0: On today's episode, I promise your mind will be blown. I actually feel like we should charge money for what was covered in this episode around video and YouTube and creating video content, navigating your audience, getting your content open, getting them to stick, getting them to click, like some of the notes that I have is like the YouTube is a visual representation of your brand. Uh, the two required tactics to ensure success with any video channel. Don't be Rocky McAkney, which I'm sure you saw in the title. The three business-saving questions that you must ask. Are your fish jumping in the boat, or are you trying to pull them in? The three mind-blowing exercises to align your brand and your YouTube channel to gain success. The biggest mistakes YouTubers make that cost them business. Five plus one title strategies to crush your YouTube or any other places that you're posting content. The holy video tripod. The three required parts for a successful YouTube hack. Uh, YouTube hack, YouTube hook. Um, How failing to grow Petunias leads to more sales. Be clear over cute every day and the 10,000 views will thank you tomorrow. So we had Teresa and Owen back for part two of their YouTube series with me. If you haven't listened to part one, go find part one. Start here, start there. Either way, get your pen and paper out. Put your phone somewhere to let this thing play and get really focused because you are going to leave with pages of implementable tactics and strategies and notes that you can utilize today so without further ado here's the intro are you ready to ethically scale your business good because this is the mind of george podcast where relationships beat algorithms and depth is the only direction when it comes to ethically scaling your business each Monday and Friday I'll be the guy between your ears in the hoodie and pink shoes guiding you home giving you the tools to extract honor and amplify your genius so you can be the light for your customers sound fabulous cool let's get into the episode All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Mind of George Show. And today, my intro gets really, really easy because I have a continuation of the couple rock stars, the queen and king of video, and some incredible human beings and friends. And we are back. We didn't want to make you wait. So we are back with part two of two of YouTube domination is what I'll call it. So Teresa and Owen, welcome back to the show.
1: Great to be here.
0: Thanks so
2: much for having us.
0: Oh, dude, I'm so I'm so stoked,
2: and it's actually nice because I feel like we haven't had like months pass. And I'm like, no, guys, we just did this a couple weeks ago. I like, know we're... it feels like we're on a cadence. You know what I mean? Which is is nice. I feel like after COVID and all the stuff, like we lost cadence with people, and it's like, where are? So it's nice to have this new cadence and and uh, be talking to you twice in a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you guys um
0: did you guys get any feedback from the last show? Because I got a whole lot of oh my God. And then number one is like, I can't believe I was treating YouTube wrong. That whole Netflix thing kind of blew my mind.
2: Yeah. That's really good. I got a lot of, uh, um, like tweets and reshares, um, a mm-hmm. lot of new followers. I found you from uh, the mind of George podcast. So that was really nice to see. Some I, I love
1: conversations. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. I love it when my team listens and
0: they're like, Hey, that, um, that really made sense for me. I'm like, great, great. <laughs> Cause I can't teach it as good as they do. So I will just leave it up to the experts yeah (laughs) so with that being said i want to set the frame for everybody listening we we went kind of 30,000 feet and maybe got down to like 15,000 the last episode because understanding your why and understanding the platform that you're on and why you're on it is a really important task to shift the paradigm before you get into the weeds of the entire thing and so today we're going to take you down i don't want to call the weeds but i like playing in the weeds we'll take you down to the ground level and talk about kind of how to set yourself up for success we're going to talk about Your channel value statement your programming strategy ie content i had to learn tv language for youtube thumbnail silo structure and hooks and they're incredible at it since i click on every one of their pieces of content so i'm ready to take notes i'm ready to learn so oh and i kind of want to tee you up really quickly because before we were talking teresa's like this channel value statement and i've never heard that before like ever and i'm like can you guys break that down for me to kind of set the frame for people of what we're going to talk about today
2: yeah, absolutely, you know, because when we talk about YouTube, immediately our thoughts go to, I want to make a video about X, right? You usually take like my products or services, and then you start to think about, well, what camera am I going to use? And, and really, those are the, the, the lowest level tactical, you know, parts of YouTube when YouTube is, is the, the visual representation of your brand, your company, your vision. You know, on social media. And so when we set the frame, you need to know that as an entrepreneur, 90% of the YouTube coaching advice that you're hearing will not apply to you. You're not building a slime channel. You're not building a, a family vlog. You're building your business out on YouTube, and there's some some strategies and tactics that you need to follow to be successful. And this is what my my wife and I have done for years. We help seven-figure entrepreneurs launch their brand on YouTube, and it spills over into Instagram, and it spills over into you know Facebook video, and you actually end up doing less work. You end up making more money and having the time to do the things that you really enjoy, whether it's pickleball or playing with your kids, right? So- before you get started on YouTube and it's okay if you already have a YouTube channel and you haven't, you you know, you haven't really uploaded it to, you're not serious about it. Take this time to like etch a sketch, you know, remember Mm -hmm. those sketches, like shake it all off. You're going to start fresh and you're going to start correctly. Mm -hmm. And before you even think about what videos you're going to make, you need to understand what your channel name and your channel value statement are, And these there's these are two very important tactics, number one, because every time somebody clicks on a video on YouTube, they're going to see a thumbnail, they're going to see a video title and they're going to see your channel name. And so your name needs to be something that doesn't only represent your sort of, dare I say, ego. Paul, I apologize. Let me like let, you know, prepare a thing. Ego is a good thing, but it can't be the only thing because your customers are not interested in your ego. They're not interested in Jim Jones, attorney at law, PwC and l They're interested in like the legal, right? Maybe the channel name doesn't have to be your business name because the channel name can be something like the legal expert. So imagine that you're on YouTube and you search for, you know, um, how do I fight a DUI? And a video comes up called how to fight a DUI. And the channel is by like Rocky Makaki, right? And you're thinking, <laughs> okay, like I'm in this like, dramatic, I'm in this DUI, situation. but then you have the next one says how to fight a DUI appropriately and it's by the legal experts, right? You're more likely to pick that, that video based on the channel name than the actual title and so your channel name needs to be something that the viewer that it sends immediate credibility to the viewer sometimes it'll be your name some of you guys are big enough influencers right if i were you know george i'm not sure what your channel name is but george Bryan or mind of george would be great right because you've got you've got somewhat of a brand already Mm -hmm. but uh for someone who's really just starting out on youtube as a company it might be it might be different now the channel value statement tells the viewer what it is that you cover on the channel. Maybe Teresa could talk more about that. Yeah, please.
1: Yeah. So, you know, a lot of times people want they think of the their YouTube channel as the same exact thing as their business. And so because of that, they make their 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 channel value statement if they say something like it. Oftentimes the same exact thing as like their mission statement for their website or something like that. Right. And that's, it's not the same. So you might do a lot of different things in your business and you might serve in a variety of ways, but what you want to be doing is really thinking, what is going to be the value of this channel? Yeah. Even if someone were to never buy from me, if this person were to just go to my channel and watch every one of my videos, what value would they have? What would they walk away knowing, thinking, doing better? Right. Yeah. That would be more of what we mean when we say your value statement for your channel. A lot of people, when they start YouTube and they have a business, it's oftentimes like, oh, we have products and courses and we can help you do X, Y, Z. And it's very like this is what our business does. And it it can give off a very salesy feel. Yes. And they can get people xing out real quick because they already mm-hmm. feel like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a pitch now. And they just wanted to learn a few things. So, mm-hmm. not having that pitchy intro is really important. Focus on what is the value of this channel, who is it for? I would like really even be very clear on who is your audience, who is who is this content for, and you know, what would you say, Owen? I would say like one to three things, yeah. really, that they can walk away with by watching your channel.
2: Let's, let's start with an exercise. So we, we start our clients that attend our workshops, uh, which is this one-day event where we teach you everything about YouTube, you know, so that you can go and be free to create, right? You don't need, like, 12 weeks, you know, in a, in a program. But we do these workshops, and the first thing that we focus on is your value statement. And so we give you a skeleton. I help X achieve Y so they can finally Z, all right. So you're getting in those three pillars that Teresa was talking about, right? The X is the demographic. The Y is the, the after state, right? It's what did they get after they watched all your videos, right? And then finally, experience Z is that emotional concept. So you might say something like, you know, I help busy moms lose weight at home so they can finally be the mom they want to be, mm-hmm. right? You could say, I help entrepreneurs invest in crypto so they can focus on building their empires, right? And this is an exercise that will both be visualized on your YouTube channel banner, right? Someone comes to your channel. They're not sure if they want to subscribe. They can see your banner. They can see your trailer video and a couple other things. Those are major influencers in building your following. So your your channel banner should reflect your value statement. And again, the the template I just gave you is a starting point. You you may you could also go something like you know um, helping entrepreneurs, uh, let's say uh, you know build funnels, make videos, and create sales. Right. That that mm-hmm. easily could could be a, a value statement. What it's not is a statement about yourself right like the number one yep. spigot distributor in the <laughs> northwestern Cincinnati area like it's not it's not about you're killing you. me you're killing me today with Rocky
0: McCocky and the number
2: one <laughs> spigot distributor in like the northeast I'm i had a lot of carbohydrates yesterday so I am like in this moopy mood I you know um, can I
0: um Oh, and before you go any further, I want to break this down a little bit because I understand all of this and I think it's really important to understand why. And I want to kind of summarize and get your guys' thoughts on it. So the way that I see YouTube, right? Like the way that I see content in the world is the content doesn't change necessarily whether they've never seen you before or whether they're already an existing customer. The context of the relationship determines how they consume that. And when I think about and what I'm hearing you saying in like YouTube, when we're talking about channel value statement, it's like. Your channel isn't your business. It's almost a tool inside of your business that's used to capture people's attention, give them depth, allow them to move closer into your ecosystem, to add value whether or not they become a customer or not. But I think what I see a whole lot of, and Teresa, you alluded to this as well, is that people think their channel is their business and it's not necessarily your business. Your channel is a tool that you utilize by creating consistent and congruent content to help people regardless of the transaction in one of the areas or an area that can best serve people. And then they can decide at that point, do I want to watch more? Do I want to hit this playlist? Do I want to come into the ecosystem so that they're coming in with this lens of like, I'm not just going to Rocky McCocky, but these people can help me win a DUI or reduce my speeding ticket fines.
2: and maybe even more in the future, right? Maybe yes. even this these guys could help me set up an LLC because they are the legal experts, you know? Yeah, and, and maybe they could help me with these these other things in the past, right? Like what what we want what we see is most entrepreneurs, business owners and, and brands are thinking of YouTube like a home shopping network. And while there's some value in that for e-commerce brands and product-based brands, there's value in that as a part of your channel. I want you to imagine all the hard work because I know we got a lot of hardworking moms and dads out there that are listening to this, maybe even grandpas that are listening to this and building. You got a lot of passion involved in your entrepreneurial ventures, right? Like you love what you do. And sometimes it feels like people don't notice all the work that we do. I see how my wife grinds behind the scenes. My wife is one of the most unrequited you like the biggest unrequited YouTube experts out there. Like she knows so much. And I want, I want you guys to imagine that a TV producer a Netflix producer came up to you and said, Hey man, uh, we watch the way you grind. We watch the way you hustle and we want to create a TV show around what you do. That's your YouTube channel. Yes. Mm
0: yeah and i the way that i think about it right like i i think in the lens of customer journey all the time which is why we get along so well right like in jonah berger's mm-hmm. book contagious he talks about the social triggering and, oh and you just alluded to this but mm-hmm. i kind of want to ding one up of i told you so and he just validated what i said you know for the 189th million time. It's good
2: it's important
0: yeah it's it's not about the fact that somebody sees your content and immediately it's like i can buy from them the the point is that they collect a social trigger and deepen their endowment to know what's possible and when the relationship is there or there's a pain point or something that's exacerbated in their life that they're looking for a solution for instead of going to the store or opening up yellow pages like who can i call they're like oh my god i already know because there's a social trigger there based on the context of the relationship by having your channel add value and build that relationship regardless of the transaction
1: Exactly. You know, a lot of business owners, we find that will create content for the person who's ready to buy now. And Owen often, often will say, listen, your, your audience on YouTube is not your customer. Your audience is actually who your customer was six months ago.
0: Yes. Something
1: more like that. And then you're working on that nurturing and just building that relationship with them through that content, through your content. So that at some point in that journey that you're talking about, then there'll be a moment where they're going, okay, I need to call this guy.'"
2: It'll be soon too. It, it's it's you're yes. going to do live streams and you're going to do webinars um, to uh, to to convert them. But what you're going to find is that the fish actually jump into the boat. You know, it's, yes, they do. And they jump into the boat because you made six videos without asking them for nothing, right? You made six videos that you thought to yourself, "How can I change someone's life today?" Right? Mm-hmm. With with these videos, and whether it's a talking head. Uh, video, or whether it's it's a, a screen tutorial, or maybe like you show them how to do something cool on the iPhone. You know, the the, the context isn't as important as what you are doing at a top level for the viewer. And that's reflected in the value statement of what you're trying to do. And so you're, you're thinking of like, who are my best customers? This is an exercise we walk through. Like, who are your best customers? Who are you shooting for? Like, okay, men and women ages, uh, let's just say 45 to, um, 45 to 55, right? We can go thirty-five to fifty-five. Something around that age group is our most popular age group. So, what are those people into? Well, they're, they're parents. They're they're dealing with the post-COVID uh, world right now. Like, um, they're probably looking a lot at like mental health and and um, you know avoiding burnout. So, like, how can you frame your message in terms that will attract that audience? And then, from that value statement, the value statement functions as sort of like the top of the table right the it's something that's firm you can place you know stuff on but every table is supported by four legs and that's where your con, your programming strategy comes into play what are the the first four legs of your table and we th- this is what we call the silo strategy and if you nail this part of youtube then then this is where the success comes from
1: And I want to say something before he digs into the silent strategy, because I think this is really important. What you said earlier, Owen, about they've watched like six of your videos. It's really very few. It's not as often that you get someone who comes in watches one of your videos and then they're like, they're ready to buy. Right. Most Mm -hmm. of the time when we're talking, when our clients are reaching out to us going, oh my gosh, i got another sale, got another client. The story is very similar every time. Right. The person reached out to them and they said, hey, I found your channel. I watched like six of your videos, and then I realized, I just need to call you, right? It's never really one video. They they watched a few of them on a topic that they're really, really wanting to dig into, and you showed up for them and really showed, wow, that you know what you're talking about. And that's where this silo strategy really comes in.
0: Yeah, and I want to, because people are used to me speaking, so I'm going to put it in our language because this Mm -hmm. is why we're like entrepreneurial brothers and sisters and everything's so aligned, Like one of the things that I say is our job isn't to find our customer. It's to create our ideal customer, but it's Mm -hmm. not our job to determine the speed at which they become one. It's our job to create the container, right? So when we think about it, like I always use the Truman Show because most people my age have seen the movie. I love that show, yeah. And the way that I think about it and customer journey and even how it applies to video is there's only four things that somebody can do when they come into your world. And our job isn't to choose which one. It's to make sure that they can accomplish either of those four. Number one is they show up and leave but just because they leave doesn't mean that we at, didn't add value create endowment right. or an open loop in their brain to come back they come in and learn more they come in and opt in where they automate a monogamous relationship or they come in and buy but statistically speaking like less than 1% of people that come in and just see your content buy right away you know
2: and then less that, than fa- an go ahead Owen that's an important part of youtube right because if you're going to get 10,000 views on a video you know, you're, you're going to get a sale from that, but like yep. you need the 10,000, right? Because it's going to be the person who comes and sees the video and goes, man, there's 10,000 views on this video. I can trust Teresa. I yep. can trust George. And they're the ones that will watch another and another and another right before they finally call you and make a sale. But you need the 10,000. I, I get a lot of, you, you know, sort of this... Uh, the the pompous attitude of of like i don't need those people in my business like i'm gonna because like this sales thing is a self-fulfilling or a or, or self-defeating sort of thing like i'm gonna make sales videos because that's what i do and i'm like da, 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 da. and it's like man you are gonna turn everybody off with that like create the environment we often talk about the living room first you know, build your front porch, man, a place people can hang out at and like, you know, feel really comfortable at. And then after that, build a living room where you can kind of like get a, go a little bit deeper. Now, fewer people will be in the living room. Okay, but there'll be more intimate relationships. And these mm-hmm. kind of start to build out these the four pillars, right? Like you've got one pillar of content, we call these silos, think of these like table legs, and, and on YouTube, they're called playlists. And the idea is this. When you're watching a video on YouTube, YouTube is ready to suggest a video on a similar title and topic as the video you're watching now. Because YouTube, like Netflix, wants you to binge watch. So you want to make a series of videos that are all on one topic, right? Let's say that it's... um you know, uh, business systems, right? So, you you know, you're going to, let's say you're trying to rank for the word business systems, right? You're going to want to make a series of videos that are all titled something individually, like, you know, three great business systems for increasing sales or how to create these business systems, uh, quickly, you know, the best business systems that female entrepreneurs need to know, right? Et cetera, et cetera. But every single one of those videos in that, silo are going to have the word business systems in it because it's a silo it's a playlist that you hope to rank for business systems they thereby helping you become sort of like the thought leader in business systems that's one leg of your table now your goal is to create maybe 10 videos in that silo maybe five right it's, it kind of depends on your can you spit out five or, or did that take you all month? You, you know what I mean? It's kind of like a like like a capabilities question. But the idea is this, is that you're going to you're going to sort of make five and then move on to the next leg. Right. And the reason that you're going to do that is because if you're going to get 10,000 views on a video, you guys need to hear this. If you're going to get 10,000 views on a video, that means that 100,000 people had to search for the term. And then of those hundred thousand, you know, uh, a percentage of them had to even see your video. A percentage even had to click. So it's you have to give it time to work, right? There's I, I get it all the time. It's like, man, I published a video and it's only got seventeen views. It's like, well, it's, it's only been four hours, bro. Like, get <laughs> relaxed. Go play with your kids. You know what I mean. Like we off, especially when you're getting started, it's like put your first five up. Work on your next five. Your goal at, the, at the, in the beginning is production. It's not even results. Like your mm-hmm. your best video, you won't even know it for three months, right? And Then all of a sudden, it's gonna get ten thousand views, and you're gonna be like, "How did that happen?" I'm gonna say, "I told you about this on the Mind of George podcast." Like, so <laughs> you wanna you wanna kind of know your value statement, your tabletop, and then your first leg is gonna be, I want to rank and be known for this term. Your second leg is maybe going to be a live stream leg, and you're going to go live on Fridays at 2 p.m. every week for 30 minutes to deliver value. Think about that. Let's say that you spend an an hour a week, right? You're going to spend on this 30 minutes prepping the content because I do believe in prep. I do believe that so many of us are experts that we could easily be called out to do a speech, and we could do a fantastic job. I think there's tons of people listening that could be called out in a moment to do a speech. They do a fantastic job, but that's, that's not the mindset of YouTube. I want you to spend 30 minutes thinking, what am I going to say on this live stream? So that it's 30 minutes of succinct, great information. After that 30 minutes of living, I'm going to press stop and I'm going to go play with my kids. That's one hour a week. And again, with live, your goal is to develop an audience. You may not do that at first, but you will over the repetitive session. So at the end of three months, you know, you're know you gonna have 12, 30-minute videos on your channel that, that are on a, a number of topics, right? You could even pick a live silo. For the next 12 weeks, I'm gonna talk about time management, right? And you have this whole series on time management. You could even do three different series over. This month, on my live stream, I'm talking about time management. Next month, on my live stream, I'm going to talk about uh, health and wellness. Uh, month three, uh, I'm going to talk about a sales. You, you know, increasing. And so now you've got like these these two legs of of your of your table. And then you know your your additional two legs could be more keywords. They could be YouTube Shorts. What we do with our clients is that we we take a look at what are the 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 skill sets and talents you bring to the table right? is it easy for you to produce? Are you really good at XYZ? What are you already known for? Let's expand on that. And we help you carve out like what your first, you know, six or seven silos should be so that you could start with four. And then mm-hmm. after you've done those four, you know, we could see what's next. So I'm going to wrap this from the top down to
0: put a picture of it. So when we think about channel value statement, we're thinking about the tabletop, right? That's the overarching enveloping point value of your channel. And then once you have that and you have to work from the top down, then you utilize that to identify the silos or the legs that support that big idea and give people this world or in your language, a living room to hang out with, but not feel bad or wrong. If they choose not to watch a certain show, it's to let them know what's there so that they can choose their own adventure down whatever six videos, 17 videos or 18. And then when I hear silo, what I'm hearing is silo can be a medium right? Like a short or a live or a topic. Like from mine, yeah. it's email marketing, customer journey, mindset. And there you go. so in your mixture of silos, I could have email marketing, mindset, customer journey is three, but then yeah. YouTube shorts is one, YouTube lives as the other. And those two silos are still pulling from my big ideas and my big keywords, but it's creating consistent programming and setting an expectation so that people have something to look forward to, subscribe to, and to build a relationship with. Yeah.
2: That's exactly right.
1: You know, one of the things that I do see people do, though, um, when when cr- trying to create these playlists um, that I think could use some tweaking mm. is the, their live stream playlist, it, they might just title it, you know, the name of their live stream show. But when someone's coming to your channel and they're looking at your content, there's no... M- most of the time, most people don't name their, their live stream show in such a way that um, really is clear on what the value of that show is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, our suggestion often is to, to flesh that title out a little bit and you can even, there's actually even uh, ways on YouTube where you can actually write a description for each playlist so that you can explain what the value is. So why should they watch your live show? What are they going to get? That's different from these other playlists that are on your channel. Yeah. So really being clear with that, I think is important.
2: And I think um, yeah. that's too Go ahead. Go on. Go ahead. <laughs> One of you go, I'll shut up. Oh and go. <laughs> I think that that knowing your goals up front is really important because you know you you might measure your live stream goals differently than your pre-recorded goals, right? You might say, you know, on this live stream, my goal is to get 30 live viewers on with me. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas with your pre-recorded videos, your goal is gonna be to rank on the YouTube or Google search engine in 30 days, right? Mm-hmm. So you now have something to measure it up against. And I think that that's really important. And while the goals can vary, my favorite goal is making a silo of videos that are made to get sales. Mm -hmm. That's always going to be the sixth or seventh silo, right? It's always going to be there. And so our thing is like how you want to make sales. How fast can you get 10 videos published on YouTube? That's two Mm -hmm. full silo legs, Mm -hmm. right? And that's when I would say, anticipate it, anticipate it right now. Let's work on the other 10. And by 20 videos in, it's very rare that we have a client that makes 20 videos and hasn't made back three times what they paid for the course. Mm -hmm. It's very rare. And you know who it is? It's the person we all know. It's the person who's too busy to make videos. But I love showing up to the meetings, Owen, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah. I think I think, too, I think it. we've we've kind of brushed over this a few times, like
0: not intentionally, but we've said it is that the value of a video isn't right when you publish So I when mean, you create content and you do it the right way. It lives forever. Like I have videos from yeah. three, four years ago that all of a sudden I'm like getting comment notifications like crazy. And I was like, God, that was oh, that's so embarrassing. I don't want to see that video anymore, but I'll leave it up. But they live forever because the algorithms are based and designed on meeting people where they are and giving them relevant yep. content. And it's got nothing to do. It's not like old WordPress days. And we were trying to be relevant without an algorithm and just trying to get dates in there. It's very different. Yeah,
2: and, and you know, people freak out about that. They feel, well, there's, you know, there's already so many videos, you know, for coaches, let's just bring it down to like tactical for coaches and consultants a great silo is software tutorials, right? The softwares mm-hmm. that you would get your clients to use, right? So, you know, the the challenge with that is you go, man, there's already so many ClickFunnels tutorials on there, you know, but that's the thing, right? Like that's why it's good for you because you're going to publish a video that says made three weeks ago, you know, mm-hmm. versus this guy who's got a video that says three years old. Simultaneously, that video you're making today is gonna be good in three years. Mm -hmm. So it's a you can't lose. Where we get distracted is in our own minds of what's possible and why you should do a thing. But I'll tell you this, at the end of the day, when you fast forward two years and you're looking at your YouTube channel and you're thinking about how much money you've made and all the videos, your genius, your brilliance, your opus, exists on the web for future generations that i mean that's a proud that's a that's a that's a really great position to be in yeah 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 and one more
0: thing before i go next because teresa you said something as well and it was so powerful but i want to give context to it because you're like even in naming their lives right like i think it's important to remember where most people and oh and you alluded to this earlier like in order to get ten thousand views a hundred thousand people had to see that piece of content and if the title of my live stream is like questions with George Bryant and even if I have clout and resonance with my name all that is is about me but if I change that thing to like three five-minute mindset tools to increase your productivity with George Bryant then anybody driving by who sees that billboard would at least have an invitation if it served their need rather than me just hoping and praying that my pink glasses and my pink shoes with my smile is enough to get somebody to click.
1: Exactly, and I think that also fits with this, often this idea that I see when people are using playlists is that they assume that somebody is watching a playlist from beginning to end. Um, And so they, they treat it as like this one whole piece when really, yes, it's part of a whole piece, but each video needs to be treated as if somebody had never seen any of the other videos ever. Because you really don't know which one they're going to come in on. They might come in on your episode three of your live stream, or they might come in on episode 10, and they might then go back and hop around and check one or two. So it shouldn't be delivered in such a way where like, this is part one of, you know, in any type of silo, whether it's a live stream or one on a keyword, none of those playlists should be treated in a part one through five type of
2: episode one. Yeah,
1: you'll
0: do that. And then what it also comes back to, though, is like your channel value statement where you're like. Hey guys, you know, George here today to talk to you about like the three most important things when it comes to customer journey on that table and repeating that down. So we're not pigeonholing ourselves into like part two of five or down this hole that destroys our content. It's really building that ecosystem around that channel value
2: statement. Yeah, you exactly. know, that's and that's exactly that's kind of like our process too. Cause like, our, you know, the coach's process might be a little bit different than the process we teach. But ours is 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 sort of right in that ballpark. We think of okay, what is it that our clients need right now? Like, where what are the videos we could make that really serve our clients' needs? Because we we hear the feedback from them, we see where they're struggling, and then how do we position that through a video title that will reach a massive audience? Right. So, like, one of the big things that we're working on right now is description boxes. Right. Why? Because the problem in our company is that our customers, our, our clients um, have said that we're, I'm not getting enough clicks to my website. Okay, let's take that as a scenario. Mm-hmm. So we go, well, they need links. You need to have a links in your description box. So that, therefore we're gonna make a description box silo, right? And it's gonna be like how to write a great description box, where to, that's video number one. Video number two is um, where to put links in your description box you know, so that they get sales, right? And other similar topics. These how to topics, optimize
1: it for SEO, you
2: yep. know, those kinds of things. Yeah, how to optimize your description box for SEO. That's a great title. Like add that to the list, babe. That's great. You know? <laughs> but you see, we we started internally and then we thought of a, a, a broad level topic and it, it brings us into the importance of a title, like a, the title of your video. I don't mean what's the video about, I mean, when you upload the file to YouTube, it's going to say, what's the title? And what you type in there is what people will see when that video is published. So you say, oh, I want to make a video about sales. And it's like, but what's the title of the video, Mm -hmm. right? And that's where, you know, you're going to want to have some pretty solid title strategies underneath your belt. And I want to give you guys five title strategies right now. Who, what, why, where, when. And how to now I know that wasn't five, but I'm giving you the extra one as a (laughs) bonus, right? It's five plus one is what it is, because how to is so innate in the business world. It's it's an easy one. Right. But I want you to think about you take this. I want to make a video about sales. So you run it through the five filters. okay? Um, who you know, is there any title like who makes the best sales? Uh, Or who has the highest sales in industry? Uh, I'm not seeing much there. Uh, Who, what, right? What three sales strategies will excel your business this year? Okay, I kind of like that title, right? Then who, what, why? Why your sales are down. That's not bad, okay. So now you've got two titles you're going to pick from. And you walk through that process of taking the five W's. And, and you might land on, on how-to, right? Like how to increase sales for your financial services company. And you might land on the how-to, right? But what you'll do by going through those five filters is you'll take this concept that's in your mind. I want to make a video about sales. You run it through this, this five-filter process so that you have maybe three to four titles to choose from. And then you got to pick the title that you love. Right. You pick the title that you think the most people would click on. And here's the best thing. If if you launch a video and it's not doing well. Change the title. Maybe you just phrased it in in in, in a way that didn't make sense to the viewer. So when you when you think about your video that you're going to make, right, you're going to make five of them on, on a topic, right? But it's five different titles. And so you want to think about how can I make each of these titles express a unique value clearly three seconds, less than three seconds, so that the viewer is enticed to click. Mm-hmm.
0: Any thoughts on that one, Teresa? Any any magic woo woo? What was that word you used earlier, Owen? The the most ro- you used an R word that she's not known, and I don't know what the word means. Oh, uh,
2: unrequited. It means Requited. like people haven't acknowledged. People haven't acknowledged. I mean, I, I say that in my own world. It's like, oh, I agree my with wife you. is an excellent YouTuber. And I think sometimes even she is like, no, I'm just, you know, I just do what yeah. I love. You know what I mean?
1: So what I would add to that is also just making sure that it's clear who your audience is in your title too. Because let's say you wanted to do um, a video on Mindset. And you come up with this clever title, or, you know, for the for the sake of time, I'll make it simple, you know, how to improve your your mindset uh in a post COVID world. Okay, but your audience and you speak to is entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. right? But I don't know that. Like it, it, there can be all sorts of different mindset issues that happen with all sorts of different audiences. So I would want you to to kind of rephrase your title a bit so that somebody who's coming in on YouTube and finds your video, they know if you're speaking to them or not. Because I'll mm-hmm. see similar titles whether it's like a it's a health coach speaking to the, you know, people who want to lose weight or it's a it's a business coach to people who want to grow their sales or it's a, you know, all sorts of possibilities. So make it clear on who your audience is so that when they hop in, they're more likely to stay because you are really speaking to their particular mindset issues that they might be struggling with in their business. Or and
2: you you in, can do that. You can do that in, in a lot of clever ways, right? Like we, we've we actually created silos that are like four busy moms, right? So the silo is four busy moms. So it's like, you know, how to start a business when you're a busy mom, how to start a, uh, or, or like um, how to, how to manage, how to create sales for MLM you know, busy mom version, right? And every single, it's like four. So you're saying the demographic like right out there in, in the title, but you can also use industry jargon going back to the mindset idea, right? Instead of saying four entrepreneurs, right? You you just say like three mindset tips that will help you manage staff, mm-hmm. Right. And all of a sudden that managed staff is only going to speak to a, a certain amount of people or managed team members, right? Like the three mindset shifts your team needs, right? All of a sudden you're, you're speaking to teams. You're speaking to, 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 uh, to a different type of person, right? So the way that you, you, and I'll tell you the best way to learn this is go on to YouTube and, and to see how people are titling things and get a sense. It should be a gut, you know, a gut thing. Our clients will text us and be like, Hey, what do you think of this title? I like it. Let's try this title. It's it's a really cool process. I think it's probably the thing that I enjoy most about our program is is like actually doing this like this, this text right before they publish. But with the title comes a thumbnail, right? YouTube is not an autoplay scenario, right? If you go onto Instagram at autoplays, if you go onto Facebook it autoplays on YouTube, and this is what makes YouTube unique is you still have to click. You, whether you search for something or you're, you, you're watching something else, you have to click on the video to, to say, I want to watch this. And so that, that brings up two strong points here. What is the thumbnail, the visual image of your video that attracts their eye and causes them to click? And then what do you say in the first 30 seconds that gets them to put their finger down? you know, from the back button, from the X button, you know what I mean? Like, just because they clicked on your video, they're going to click. They're going to watch for a few seconds and decide, is this what I wanted to watch? And your job in that first 30 seconds is to get them to put the remote down. That's what I use. That's what I say. Because like you, you know, we're like scrolling TV and it's like, you know, it's kind of like an old school analogy. My dad would just like flip through channels, you know, like flip, 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 flip. And then he'd see a, a football game and he'd put the remote down. Mm -hmm. And that's what you want your viewer. Your viewer is like scrolling, 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 scrolling. They tap on you, but their finger is still there. Mm -hmm. Get them to put their finger down. Get them to put the phone down, you know, or or they start their jog again because they're listening to you. So your thumbnail and the thing that you say in your first 30 seconds, your hook are the two most important factors in getting people to watch your, your content beyond just a click.
1: And I really want to emphasize what he just said. They are the most important because you can have the most brilliant content in the world, but if they don't click and they don't stay the first thirty seconds, then it doesn't matter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes, you know, when we when we film, we Wednesdays are often our film day, and there's a lot of times we'll all I'll participate in the filming and I'll, I'll create a video for one of our channels, um, and I'll, I'll share with Owen. Okay, yeah, I, you know, I've got the bullets out of what I want to talk about. He'll say okay, that's fine. What's your hook though? Like yeah. it, in the end, like I, he knows that I've got the bullets, but that hook is so important. And oftentimes I'll have to spend more time on that hook than I will on the rest of One. the video because the rest of the video is in yeah. me. I already know that, yep. but that hook is so important because I've got to get into their psychology. I got to get them to put that remote down. So I've got to make it powerful. And, and most people I find either don't have a hook or they make their hook, their an afterthought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and they lose people. Same thing with that thumbnail and that title that Owen was talking about. They make their video. It's the most amazing video in the world. It's their magnum opus. And then up, oh, slap a thumbnail on there. Didn't really put much thought into it because that wasn't part of the video, but then no one watched it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have to spend just as much time on that thumbnail and on that hook as you would really bulleting out what you're going to be talking about.
2: We, we think about it like a gift, right? Like yeah. the, the value of your video is a gift that deserves great packaging. Right. Mm-hmm. So the the title, the thumbnail, the hook, this is the wrapping paper, you know, that that causes your your kids. You know, my mom always used a different wrapping paper for Santa's presents than than for family presents. So we'd wake up on Christmas morning and see a wrapping paper we'd never seen before. It must have come from the North Pole, right? Like your your title, your thumbnail and especially your hook, you know, have to be have to be sort of positioned to make that experience magical for the viewer. So they go, I'm going to invest 10 minutes into this, or even, you know, five minutes into this, whatever. I mean, still in internet time, five minutes is like practically an eternity, right? It's not Mm -hmm. the three seconds that someone spends on a, on a Facebook ad or whatever the case might be. So with, with your thumbnail, like some real tactical advice, go to owenvideo.com slash thumbnails. That's just the bottom line. Don't become a graphic designer. Right. Don't.
1: <laughs> Unless just, you are a graphic designer, which no, you're probably not.
2: No. Even if you are, you have all the skills of, of a Facebook ad maker or an ebook maker, but like the thumbnail making is unique. There are five points to a good thumbnail. The hero image, it's a picture of you or a picture of the product. It's the background. Where are you? Can I relate to it? It's the text that you use, supporting imagery, and, of course, your brain consistency. So, look, you go to that website I just gave you, and you you hire a professional thumbnail maker to make your thumbnails. Once you get a, a good thumbnail, then you just have your graphic designer copy it over and over and over again, okay? It's, it's literally that hard to start where you need a custom person to start you. But once you've developed a couple designs, like you just swap out the images and the text and you're, you're good. There is no need to make every single thumbnail a brand new piece of art, okay? Mm-hmm. Your, your hook, I want to expand on that a little bit more because, you know, you, there's three parts to a YouTube hook. You have the visual hook, and that is the first thing the viewer sees when they click on your video. Remember, they saw a thumbnail, and they clicked on that, but then immediately the video started playing. Where are you? What's in your background? You know, you have to consider those things. Most of us have studios, right? So mm-hmm. if I'm in my studio, you got to ask yourself, like I had this big aha moment, George, yesterday where I was like, you know, I'm not like I need to do more tutorials for for my own channel. Let me guys, show you guys like I'm, I do this for my own channel. I'm like, I need more tutorials. But I'm thinking about the first thing the viewer sees when they log into my show. You guys on the podcast, you can't see my background. But I've got like a studio and I've got a chair in the background, some orange lights. It, I look like a radio broadcaster or, or perhaps m- maybe like a, an influencer. I don't look like someone who's going to teach you how to use a software right now. So I had this idea. On these videos, I'm going to do, I'm going to sit at the table where you can see my laptop. And mm-hmm. and that visual part of the hook tells the viewer I'm in the right spot. So it's okay to have your studio set up. I just want you to be not so dogmatic about it that it's like, oh, I couldn't start this one in the garden. Like, th- Like, okay, let's say you're going to make a video about like, you know, how to go from five figures to six figures a month. And I'm going to teach a sales video, right? But let's say you start outside in your garden with your cell phone and you're holding the cell phone and it opens up with a shot of your flowers and you go, these are the most beautiful flowers that I've ever grown in my garden. And then you pull the video back up to your face and you say, but it didn't happen overnight. You know, I had to learn how to plant these seeds. I had to learn how to nourish the plant. I had to plant the plant. And then I actually had to nourish the plant. And I even talked to my plants in the morning to help them grow. You know, a lot of entrepreneurs think sales are going to come overnight. But really, it's like planting a seed. And today, I'm going to share with you five ways that you can grow your sales faster than I grew this petunia. Stick around. Right? Petunia. (laughs) Right? Whatever. (laughs) I, I happen to be growing petunias. Or, <laughs> he is. Um, I, I should say I happen to be in the process of killing petunias is really what <laughs> I'm, I'm in the beginning stages. But you see, like, it doesn't have to be uh, your visual hook. Where you are matters. You don't need to do everything differently, but you don't need to do everything the same either.
1: And, think you know, about- right after that, he could be in his studio delivering <clears throat> the rest of the content. It's not like the whole video is in the garden.
2: You just do the hook there. Super good, babe. Thank you for clarifying that. Mm -hmm. So you've got your visual hook. You've got your verbal hook. The first thing the viewer hears, it could be something you say. It could be music. I love Mm -hmm. the viewer hears two seconds of music and then I speak. Just two seconds of a piano. Did you guys hear that? (laughs) Yes. Just two (laughs) seconds of that. Of mo- kind of puts you in a mood, like it's like, oh, okay, this guy's, you know, but what if you also opened up with the demographic? You opened up with busy moms struggle with mom guilt. And so today, right, like the first thing you said was busy moms, right? The verbal hook matters, the first thing that really the viewer hears, okay? And then of course the value hook. And all of this, guys, is happening simultaneously mishmash together in the first 30 seconds. The value hook is why should I stick around for this video? And I think what a lot of people do is they start to restate the title, right? Hey, in this video, I'm gonna, and you know, that's a good, that's a good elementary method, right? Because they clicked on the title. You might as well reinforce the, the title, but you're really telling them about the after state, right? We talk about the before state and the after state, right? The before state is like, when they nominated you for the award, right? The after state is once you've won the award, right? So think about the the position of the viewer after they've watched this video. Hey, in today's video, busy moms struggle to um, uh, make six figures a year with their business, and the reason why is mom guilt. So today, I'm gonna show you three tips for overcoming mom guilt that will put you in a position to double your sales Now, stick around. It's a whole process that I teach. Let's get started. Mm -hmm. Right, put them in the. And again, I'm just you're riffing with you. Oh no, I love it. I do this all the time. Right. (laughs) So you think about those. We have hook templates that we use. You know, hey, today I'm going to show you the benefits of X, so that you can. You know, we have hook templates on that. But the the thing that's really most important is that you come up with the the title of your video. Right. I'm going to make a video about X. What's my hook for that video? That is the process of good video production. After that, make a thumbnail, after that, make a description box. after that, but I don't even care, right? But mm-hmm. once those two things are are solid, then you've got a, a successful channel.
1: And yeah. I think one of the reasons ahead, why it's, it's so important, and a lot of people, I don't know if they know this, but YouTube doesn't really count it as a view. Until they've been watching for about 30 seconds. Yep. So that's why we talk about this 30 seconds being important, because if you want to get more views, which most people do, right? We want people to view our, our, our content. They have to, a number of things have to happen for that view to even, ha- to even count. Those so they have to click and then they have to get to that first 30 seconds to watch the rest of it. Once that happens, the algorithm will say, oh, okay. People are really liking, you know, people like what he's having to say, or what she's having to say. All I'll push that video out into more of the feeds of people who are searching for these terms, or suggesting this video to more people who are on YouTube right now. So you'll actually increase your views because the algorithm will actually show your video up, you know, more often because you're showing it. And then, of course, the longer they stay, the more that'll that'll happen as well, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think even summarizing this down, like it took me ten years to realize that. I was spending so much time in my videos and not so much in the hook or in the thumbnail. And I had these beautiful presents and the analogy I use, I'm like, if I give my kid three Christmas presents and I put the same present in every box and I put Paw Patrol wrapping paper on one, leave a brown paper box on one and duct tape number three, there's only one box he's going to open, but it doesn't change the value of what's in the box. It's my job to create an invitation that is enticing or yes. attractive
2: in that yes. experience to get somebody to unwrap the box. And and you guys all know how to do this, right? So much yep. of what we do is untapping genius and just like removing blocks, right? Because if if you were again, if 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 Elon Musk were to call anybody listening today and say, "Hey, I need you to fill in this last minute speaker spot." You know, um but it's tomorrow, there's a plane waiting for you, you just got to jump in and go. Any one of us here would be able to do that, and we'd be excited about it, right? Mm-hmm. And you'd 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 have a gut instinct for what to do. It's the same with video, right? It, you you've got to think to yourself, how can I make someone interested in this topic, knowing that they could x out of this in in you know in any in any second, right? Make them interested in in the. T- it's not that your video underperformed; it's that you just you weren't able to convince enough people to stick around. You know, and that's the skill you need to work on. We focus so much time on the hook because once I'll tell you, you guys know this too. So many of you today, you were listening to this podcast and you kind of held the phone in your hand, seeing what you thought. And at some point you put the phone down and you're like, I'm just going to let it roll. You may have even left to use the restroom. Point is, you didn't stop to X out. And that's mm-hmm. what you're doing. Get them to put the phone down, get them to like, you know, just resume their jog and you'll, you'll keep them. Look, we just did a video on our channel that was a 30 minute improv for me. And it's kind of improv is one of those things where it's like, I want to talk about this now, put my camera on Billy. And so Billy got the camera and like filmed me. Um, we have an average of seven minutes watch time on this video right now, which is, is really big guys. Most people don't watch videos for seven minutes on average, right? It counts everyone who logged off and you know, all these different things the lo- the longer videos perform so well but you got to hook them to get them to watch that cuz they'll just press play and let it roll so there's a mm-hmm. good value to do like you know 5 minute videos shorter ones but then you know you know, that's why we love live streams do a 30 minute live stream cuz you you could you know double triple the size of your channel just by having longer videos up there
0: yeah and i want to i want to say this to nail this home spend as much if not more time on your hook and your thumbnail and what you said earlier is so powerful when i do videos i don't think about these are the three things i want to teach typically my team comes to me like hey we've been noticing this people are struggling with this and i'm like okay that's what's good. the hook like what's the thing that's good that i can help them with because if i can articulate the thing that i can help them with the content fills itself in yes right we just pull from the bucket of our knowledge and our genius but it only works if we're meeting them where they are speaking the language that they're speaking and then wrapping the content so it serves that purpose. And so the one thing I have a question on, not really a question, it's more so I know the answer, but I think it's huge. Like, I think it's important to hear your take on it because I watch people write titles that are hooky and enticing, but they don't match the content of the video. Mm. I watch people make thumbnails to create this visual hook, but it's incongruent with what comes in the video. And I think I see this a lot and it and it's, I don't think people realize the damage that's being done because you get mm-hmm. somebody's heightened emotions and attention and then immediately disappointment when there's incongruence. And it actually pushes them further away than if they never clicked on the video yes. in the first place. Yep,
1: They don't trust you anymore.
0: Nope. And so what do you guys recommend? Like, by the way, like I'm like writing IP over here for you. Like I call it the holy video tripod for the title thumbnail and hook. Um, nice. But like when okay. you, <laughs> when you, when you like think about this, right, we have the whole big part, right, our channel value statement, which then leads into our programming content that gets into the silos. Then we think about in that silo, what is the hook or the idea that we're going after? We we take the time to invest in the hook. Then we create the content, do the video. We have the thumbnail. And so how do you guys see, like, I think that's somewhat similar to the process, right? Yeah.
1: Definitely. Well, I think that you have to remember that the thumbnail and the title and the hook really is the promise. Yeah. Um, and then and then you do need to deliver. If you don't, you might get the initial clicks because mm-hmm. of all of the emotion, but they won't come back because they don't trust you anymore. Mm-hmm. So if you really want long term, you know, viewers, fulfilling your promise is very important. Mm-hmm. Clickbait is not the way to do it yeah. at all.
0: No, yeah, it's so like those we, Instagram accounts we see with like 3.1 million followers and
2: seven comments a post. Yeah, it's that's like, a uh-huh. big
1: sign. It's a big yeah. sign.
2: Yeah, I get seven comments on a on a post that gets 14 likes, yeah. you know, um, as a as kind of a half joke there. But look, we <laughs> walk through it's only yeah, we walk, likes, a, it. uh, we walk through a process with our clients and and we use a software that I think is very helpful for making this happen, but all, you know a lot of times these things are happening sort of in vacuums right like you've got your your thumbnail guy working on your thumbnails um you've got your editor um she's working on your video and and then you're gonna kind of like upload all those things or maybe your va is gonna do it right my thing is this get it all into YouTube okay before you publish you are walking yourself through the process that a viewer would go through Right. Mm. So you're looking at the thumbnail and the title and you, you go, is there consistency there? Would I w- d- does it at least make sense. Right. It, it You know, it doesn't have to be something that you love, but it's like, no, that makes sense. I think that's clear. Right. Clear over cute every day. Right. <laughs> so my value statement is clear. Uh, I'll, I'll, excuse me. I just the mince words. My value for this video is, is clear. Right. Like so the thumbnail and the title look great together, then click the video, watch it and stop it within like 10, 15 seconds and be like, do I know? And am I happy about my experience right now? Okay. And this is a process that, that is going to take maybe some massaging. Look, if it didn't make sense, you have, you go, you change the title and you ask your, your thumbnail guy, Hey, make me another thumbnail. Uh Truly. I, I really get two thumbnails with every delivery. Like I have a graphic designer, like so many of us do, right? I just have a graphic designer. They come from custom thumbnails background, right? They know what they do. So I might have two or three thumbnails to start off with, right? And I'm like, okay, that one didn't, I don't even like that one. I thought I'd, it sounded good in my head. But when I see it next to the title, it's, it's, it's thumbnail number two that I like, right? Mm-hmm. And then I click and this, we literally walked through this process uh, last week with a client. I click on the video and it's like bro you didn't even get you're just like warbling for like a minute man and it's all this like cuz it's 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 not a keynote speech right like mm-hmm. these people could leave at any time in a keynote they have to stay or the boss will write them up right like so you got to get into it so what we did is we used the YouTube editor YouTube has a small editor inside and we trimmed off the first minute so that the very first thing now we have a title that I like, a thumbnail that I like, and when I click it, it goes, Today we're going to talk about how to do X, Y, Z, and this is specifically for CEOs of companies that are over 1,000 people. I loved it. just got right into the topic. So I think that my point is, landing this plane, is that you you are going to do multiple drafts on a video. You're going to play, if you're not, if you don't have two titles ready to go, you're, you're positioning yourself for an emergency, right? Because if the video doesn't perform, you need to change the title now, right? And it's great if you already have two, three titles to pick from. Mm-hmm. Your thumbnail, you should have a couple different versions. Sometimes, man, I don't even see it till I publish a video. I publish a video and I go, that thumbnail is terrible for this video. It just didn't make sense until I hit publish. But I have another one ready.
0: Just go replace it.
2: So I just replace it. Yeah, exactly. And then the hook, right? Like the hook you really need to feel good about from, from the, from the entire editing process, right? Like mm-hmm. I can't watch all of my videos. I can't, I can't watch the whole 15 minute video, but I can watch the first minute and I can go, mm-hmm. okay, I I think that this is strong. Let's, let's launch this. So, you know, I want you guys to develop this, this cadence where You upload all this, you know, your VA uploads it and delivers it to you on Monday and you're walking yourself through the thumbnail and title. Does that go together? And then press play. Does that go together? And if the answer is yes, then publish the video. If not, wait to publish. Oh, but I got to publish on Tuesday. No, you don't. But I told my audience new videos weekly. They don't care. They don't remember, you know, like just wait a day or four hours until the thumbnail's done. You know, it's like, well, they're in the Philippines. It won't be done until tomorrow. So what? Upload tomorrow. The 10,000 views will thank you for mm-hmm. waiting one more day because it's not the viewer's fault if you wrapped it in duct tape and they didn't open it. That lands on you. <laughs> I had to write down That's the 10,000 views. Well, thank you tomorrow. It's so it's so true. We, we upload everywhere. We upload on Instagram. We upload on shorts. We upload on TikTok. There is no perfect time to post, and yet the time that you post matters. You know, it mm-hmm. all comes down to you <laughs> and your audience, and and knowing what works. Like we have a TikTok channel, comedy channel, right? And and so uploading for us at like we upload my 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 son uploaded a video the other day, what like seven eight p.m. Did it flopped? Didn't go, did, it should have done well? Didn't go anywhere? And I think it's because the kids are watching TV, they're winding down, getting ready for bed, especially on the East Coast, right? Whereas if it's summertime, if we had posted that maybe, I would think around noonish our time when it's like the hottest part of the day most of the country and the kids are probably like in the shade watching TikTok, I think that would do really well. During the mm-hmm. school year, I would try to post at three my time because I was in California and the rest of the country was getting out of school and they're watching it on the bus, they're watching it on the car ride home. So, you know, you got to know your audience and, and like, if your audience is online, then it's a good time to publish. So for most business people, it's going to be like, it's going to be like, like morning lunch or, or after work. Like, and and again, it just,
1: it's about your audience. You tell me what
2: you know about your audience. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love it. I love it. I'm like sitting over here or flabbergasted at the amount of like value And all the things like I have three pages of notes sitting in front of me that I've typed like going into this. My brain hurts a little bit for all the right reasons, but I think it's time to land this plane. I do have a question. When you said thumbnails, can you repeat the URL of where they can see those thumbnails again? Yes. Owen
2: video. Yeah. Go get thumbnails made by a professional thumbnail maker. That's all they do is YouTube thumbnails. It's owenvideo.com slash thumbnails. And then you've got you'll go to a pricing page. You can get them all a cart. You could get four a month. Like it's I I think that you should do the four a month. Get four for ninety seven dollars, and from there you can make your own templates moving forward. Mine were so good that we partnered with the company, and I just have them make all of them. I get unlimited revisions. You guys get unlimited revisions. Um, you know, you can reuse the same thumbnail over and over again. So like, I, it's like, I get four per month. Right. But like the one that they made me, they made me 18 versions for, so, <laughs> you know, it's a, uh, it's a great value. It's a great organization. I love it. I love
0: it. Uh, Teresa, do you have any like closing wrapping paper for this? Cause like, I, I, I don't, it's too good.
1: <laughs> um, I think in the end, reminding everyone, you know, I think we spent a lot of time writing out our content, but really that, that genius is inside of you. Anybody who's here, you guys all have something that you're really passionate about. You know what you're going to have to say, spend less time really scripting out all of those details. Trust, trust your, your instincts on that. You know it. it's in you. You talk about it all the time. And as we had mentioned, spend more time on some of these other areas, that thumbnail and the title and the hook, so forth. And then the last thing is if you want to be able to organize this in a systematic way that really helps you, and if you have people involved, like you have an editor, you have somebody doing your thumbnails, you've got other people involved, maybe there's even someone uploading to your channel, having a good um, project manager tool is very helpful for managing a channel like this. We use Asana. Asana. Everybody has their thing. We really like Asana because we like um, it's kind of like a what's that other software Trello. company out there, Trello. Trello. Where yeah. it, there's this, there's like a board. And you can see where you can actually take one of your YouTube videos. You have like a checklist of things that need to be done for each one of them. that the thumbnail, get the title, right? All of those aspects. And then you can move it through that process. So you and everybody on your team knows exactly where it's at in the process. You could be working on three or four videos at the same time and you're not feeling confused. You're not feeling overwhelmed. Everyone Mm -hmm. knows where the process is at, which one has the thumbnail, which one doesn't. And it makes it so much easier with using a project management tool like that, we're able to create at least one video a week for a YouTube channel in about two hours. Mm-hmm. You know, from start to finish,
2: it's, it's super really powerful. more than one though. Like it's maybe one for the first week, but after yeah. you like pick it up, it's like you're you're gonna find that there's an exponential quality to this
0: mm-hmm. for sure. And Especially no matter other people. oh yeah,
2: sorry, whatever. So project management software using that view is called the
0: Kanban view and it's in most of them Oh yeah. so you can drag it sideways and I think also at a note we made earlier oh and, and just I'll put my wrapping paper alluding to this of like making your content an asset right like they don't make TV shows like Friends and Seinfeld so you watch it once and you never watch it again or else they wouldn't get a $90 million syndication deal 22 years after the first episode was filmed right. But even in thinking about organizing this, like if you're going down the route of like, yep, I should have three thumbnails or three titles, and you'd use a project management software, you never have to wonder because you just keep it in there. Title one, title two, title three, thumbnail one, thumbnail two, thumbnail three, and then you know where everything is. And the more organized you are, the more you can treat this channel as an asset into your business and keep creating that content to help your ideal client. So I absolutely love it. I'm. This is about a thousand times better than I even thought it could be. And I knew it was going to be good, but I'm literally going to get off here and sync with my team. I'm like, are we doing this? Are we still, did you, do we have to, okay, let's, uh, okay. We need thumbnails. Let's just hire them and buy back some of your time. So I am honored. I'm stoked. You guys, I love you to absolute pieces. Uh, real quick before we go, can you guys let everybody know best place to find you again, outside of the thumbnails?
2: Yeah. Go to owenvideo.com and take a look at our schedule, join us for a workshop, right? We teach everything in one day. We, we, we give you the recordings and you can give them to your team. You can even invite your team. We can even do a workshop for your team. You know, (laughs) here's the thing is it's your, it's, it's not one day that's going to change everything, right? It's going to be the videos that you make, Afterwards, and we have we have programs to walk you through that as well. But here's the thing. I want you to think about the lives that you are going to change. And it doesn't matter what you're wearing. And it doesn't matter how big your how good your eye makeup is or how good your hair is or, or any of those things. What matters is that you focus on changing lives through the only medium that matters, and that's video. So let Mm -hmm. that motivate you. Go to owenvideo.com to learn more about us and what we do. And I hope that you'll reach out to us uh, on Instagram as well.
0: I encourage it. Go stalk them. Go blow them up. DM them. Test them. Go comment everywhere and be like, you didn't see this one. Uh, But guys, I mean it. A lot of my one-on-one clients are clients of theirs and they're dear friends and they're the only people I will ever call or reach out to for any YouTube help. And uh, if you're listening to this as well for my wrapping paper, all these principles apply no matter what the platform is. They apply to your process. They apply to getting connected to your avatar and your audience. And we used YouTube as the tool today, but these principles are valuable like extremely valuable and priceless and so take them apply them and most importantly actually use them consistently so that you can get the results so without further ado we will wrap this episode for everybody listening thank you for listening to another episode of the mind of george show i would love to see you in the next episode or you'll hear me in your ear bowls, but either way it's time to cue the outro thank you for listening to another episode of the mind of george show